Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. It's that time of year again when we line up backpacks and return to a routine of academia, more structure, and new beginnings for our kids and ourselves. Back to school season always brings a mix of emotions for me as a mom. I'm excited for more routine after some much needed summer flexibility, and I'm happy to see my kids back to learning and growing, but I crave the newness of another school year. But along with all of the excitement, we as moms also experience an overwhelming sense of responsibility for preparation. We feel the nervousness of new areas and new things for our kids. And quite honestly, some of us, or maybe most of us, if we're honest, experience a little fear, maybe fear of the back to school release, letting them go. New friends, new influences, new choices, new expectations, and the list just begins to grow and grow as we prepare to say hello to the back-to-school prep and the first day back to everything else. That is why today on our podcast, Kate Battistelli, Jamie Erickson, and myself, we want to chat about all of those things that most of us are thinking, we are feeling, and perhaps we keep them tucked away for a safe place of discussion. Well, this is that place. We will open up the floodgates of expectations, the fears, and the ways we can all prepare and process the back-to-school layers moms have every single year. So today, I just want to cover a few topics, whether we homeschool, public, or private school, whether we're launching kids to college, we are all feeling the pull of back-to-school and what it brings. So girls, what do you think are the three top stressors for moms this time of year? Well, I think all moms have some stressor points. If you are a mom sending your kids to a traditional school, you have some added stressors or different stressors than those of us who are homeschooling. We have our own set of stressors, and some of them overlap and some of them don't. I think probably the number one stressor for all moms across the board is just that morning routine. You know, getting them up, getting them ready for the day, getting them out the door in a timely way, but also with a smile on. I think um, no matter if you're staying home or you're going out, that morning routine becomes a bit of a stressor point. I think meal prep and meal planning can be a big one for homeschool moms, as well as playing both the mom and the teacher role and all that that entails. I think if your um, kids are going to a traditional school, I'd imagine that just the meal prep for packing lunches and getting those prepared and um, out the door with them would have to be one of the stressors as well as all the extracurriculars that kind of come with facing the school year and playing taxi driver. And then lastly, I think that homework has to be a pretty big stressor for most moms and the time that that takes and the energy involved with helping your kids in the evening hours. I agree, Jamie. I think those are all great. Now, I'm, I'm a few years away from having dealt with the beginning of back to school because my daughter's grown up now with her, her own children. But I think some of the things that I was thinking about, a little bit different, but will my child be bullied? 
will he or she give in to peer pressure? And then, like you were saying, how do you figure out the schedule and the cooking and all that stuff? If you have multiple children, I only had the one, so it was a little bit easier for me when she was little. But that, I mean, I, I just see what my daughter goes through with four kids and getting all those lunches and all those backpacks and everything just set so you you know so you're not forgetting anything each morning so i do see all of those things can be factors yes those uh top three were some of my top three also i had um supplies and extracurricular decisions like making all the decisions about what they should be involved in and getting everything ready for the year so jamie i duplicated that on yours um also meal planning and prep, um, that's a huge one. Each one of us mentioned that, and I feel like that's a top stressor for moms um, in any situation. And I actually think, you know, referring back to our uh, episode on meal planning would be a good reference point for that. We talked about that a little bit. One last stressor that I had on my list that we didn't really mention yet was um, fear. I think we as moms are fearful of what our kids are going to be exposed to. And did we do enough prep to get them ready for that? Which kind of ties in with bullying, like like you said, Kate. Like, did we, um, what are they going to be exposed to? So I think fear, for me, that would be in the top three. Um, did we do enough to get ready? Are we going to be giving them the right things? Do they have enough to be prepared to what they're going to be exposed to? So uh, those are some stressors. And I think anyone listening probably can identify with the things that we mentioned. And do you mean like spiritually and emotionally prepared September? Is that what you were thinking? Right. I was thinking like, did we, did we get them ready? Are they prepared for what they're going to be faced to make wise decisions? Um, how to handle peer pressure because new years, you know, of school brings new situations, new peer groups. Um, and I think we just fear as moms, did we do enough? Like, did we, have we done enough to get them ready? So, you know, that's a little different than just like, uh, school decisions is kind of a different level and layer, but I think deep down, you know, this is that place that we talk about those things on this podcast. We talk about the things that we're all feeling, but maybe we don't really talk about in our groups. So um, to piggyback off of that, what are some ways that we can troubleshoot or cover those top areas of stress and struggle that the three of us mentioned here today? What are some ways to, um, alleviate some of the fears or the stresses and to make things easier as we go back to school? Well, I think as you mentioned, because we all kind of had mentioned that meals tend to be a stressor, I would really invite anyone listening to go back to episode 12 and we'll leave a link in the show notes to that. And that in that episode, we shared all kinds of our best tips and tricks for getting meals on the table fast with a lot of ease and less stress. So start there. I think, um, in regards to what I would call the number one stress, or at least in my home, is the morning routine. What has really helped us in the last, oh, I don't know, eight or nine years is to have a real solid routine laid out and actually written down and posted somewhere. So the expectations are very clear. And on top of that, even before you post that list, I think it's good to remember that every good morning starts the night before. And so if you know you are facing certain things in the morning, you know, you got to pack lunches, you have to have your kids heading out the door with their backpacks, or if you homeschool, you have to start with your first subject of the day. You kind of know all these things are, you're going to face them in the morning. So 
whatever you can do the night before, whether that's laying out kids' clothes or encouraging them to do that, packing lunches, making sure that all the permission forms are signed and put in backpacks, that homework is finished and everything is you know, in one spot, maybe right by the door, just to get yourself prepared as much as possible because you can't always, you can't always plan for those, you know, last minute disasters. You know, the baby has a blowout right as you're walking out the door or the oatmeal gets spilled on the table. You can't plan for those, those unplannables, but you can take control of what you can take control of. And so if you know that all those things need to be done, do it the night before so that the morning starts out on the right foot. And also, I, I mean, I believe that schedules can and must be flexible. Like you said, Jamie, stuff happens, you know, just the, the crazy thing that happens and the four-year-old ends up having a stomach ache and everything has to change that morning. So you have to be flexible. Do what works for your family because each family is unique with unique needs and challenges. So find out what works and stick to it. But what we were talking about before with, you know, if it's, if it's an issue of what your children are being exposed to or bullying, that, that the more we can have honest conversations with our children about, look, you know, this is a fallen world. There's scary stuff out there. People, a teenage boy could show your child something on their phone that you don't want them seeing. So I, I think there's got to be a way, and, and you girls are more experienced in this because you're raising children in a different time than I was. I mean, when Franny was little, there were no iPhones. There was none of that. So she wasn't exposed to things in the same way that children can be exposed to today. But each family has to kind of figure out a way, how are we going to navigate this when it inevitably happens, even if they're going to a Christian school or they're good kids, or even if they're homeschooled, there are going to be other extracurricular activities. So that would be a stressor for me as a mom. And I, I feel like communicating with my child consistently, and I know you girls do, but just to constantly be putting that foundation of, of what the Lord expects from us, that, that kind of thing, to just kind of keep that in our minds, remind our children of the, what the Word says and what we're trying to get across to them, just to keep them safe. Right. I do. I think that too, Kay. I, I like to tell my kids, you know, we're going to have this conversation now, and then we're going to have it again. So I like to think of this proactive communication, address the fears that we have as parents proactively, um, like with character training, like right now, uh, we're, we're doing this think ahead challenge as we get ready for school to roll out and we're here now. And I think, um, of the think ahead challenge, like you were saying, Jamie, just, it, it not only gives us a step ahead of them in being prepared, it helps them to be prepared and think ahead themselves to be responsible. And so, you know, I tell my kids, we're going to do this think ahead challenge. We're going to lay out our clothes. I want you to think ahead about what might be coming up at school. So we're not doing that catch up game that we do a lot when we go back to school. Like we need to catch up on um, signing permission slips or finding out about concerts and getting it on the calendar. We're, we're not doing all the work. Like we're teaching our kids to think ahead themselves. And so that's kind of a fun, easier way to troubleshoot that that craziness and scheduling and extracurricular in the morning of, um, and then that budgeting thing, that's big, you know, when we have school supplies and we have multiple children sending kids to college, all of those things. Um, but one thing that I was thinking the other day that, um, we kind of missed when we go back to school is praying over our children. And it sounds so 
cliche, you know, pray for children, alleviate fears. But I, I feel like when we are intentional to pray certain things over our children and our back to school mindset, then it kind of pinpoints them. They're hearing it. We're praying it. They know it. They hear the verses so that when they're in situations and we're in situations in this back to school mode, we're reminded of what God's word says. So I, I would just encourage moms to pray the word um, over their children as we're going back to school, whether it's praying safety or wisdom or discretion, whatever the verses that um, you have before you, and we can share some of those with you. We have some resources at the end of the podcast from Moms in Prayer. They've provided a downloadable um, praying over your children back to school. And we also have our 31 days of praying for your children at Mom to Mom podcast, but that's an amazing area. I think sometimes we overlook when it comes to troubleshooting the areas of stress and struggle we have. Yeah, I would just like to throw in here, September, I have a girlfriend whose kids go to the public school and now they ride the bus, but when they were really little and she was dropping them off, she used that time in sort of the drop-off line, that never-ending drop-off line. That was their time. As soon as they hit that drop-off line, they knew that that's the time that they're going to pray for their day. And she would pray for them and they would pray for her. So by the time that minivan door opened, they were bathed in prayer. And so was their day. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Right. I have a friend right now who has two boys attending college for the first time and they're in two different States. And, um, we had some good tears over this the other night and it's just as hard to release college students back to school as it is toddlers. You know, the, the emotion of the release doesn't get any easier, but I think as moms, like listening to this podcast, we can encourage one another that, you know, we're we're not alone in this. Um, You see another mom in the drop-off lane or you're dropping your child off at college, you know, give someone else a hug and tell them you're praying for them and ask them what you can do to help make their schedule lighter. You know, this podcast is here to encourage you, but to also encourage you to be there for other moms in your circles. And so for me, that's just a huge thing. And I homeschool, but I can imagine in any situation back to school is something we can um, find some solidarity and camaraderie in. Uh, you know, to help alleviate the stress and the struggle. And we're big on that here, but. Um, So girls, what is some best advice we can share with any, any back to school mom Um, for anyone listening today? What would be your best advice for them? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give two, if that's okay. I guess the first thing is kind of practical. I just want to have us all remember that we really set the tone for our home. So if we're frenzied and frantic in the morning and we don't feel prepared for the day, that's going to sift and flood throughout the whole house and everyone's going to feel that way. So do what you can do, mom. Do what's within your control to start the day on the right foot. And maybe for some, that means getting up a little bit earlier than your kids to get yourself ready, to have some time in the word, to get your... um, you know, shower done and getting dressed so that you can be fully available to your kids as they're heading out the door. Maybe for others, it just means that you need to, you know, hone in on some of those character issues and really challenge your kids to rise to the challenge and get ready and, and have things prepared in the morning. So just remember that we as moms set the tone and the more prepared we can face the day, 
the more prepared they will be to face the day. And the second thing is just to kind of reiterate what September just said, um, in not just praying for your kids, I'd really challenge all moms. This is something that I've done for the last several years. I start the year, even before the school year starts, praying that God would bring me to a verse as as kind of like a theme verse for the school year. He knows what we're going to face in this school year, even before I ever do. And I just pray and ask him, Lord, I'm going to need a verse to cling to on those really shaky days. Would you bring something to mind? And without fail, he always does. And so this year I'm going to be clinging to Zephaniah 317. And I just wanted to share it with the rest of you in case you need some verses to cling to. Um, it's the Lord, your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. He's in our midst. He's exalting over us. He's going to quiet us, quiet our spirits with his love. And, and I don't know what I'm going to face this year. I don't know what moments will come that I need a quiet spirit in order to face. But he's given me this verse, and I'm going to cling to it through the rest of my school year. So I just really challenge you, open your, open the word, pray and ask God to give you a theme verse for your school year. I love that idea, Jamie. And I think we should put that in the show notes because that's such a, such a good verse. Um, I have a few that are a little bit different, but like you said about trying to set the tone, try to maintain a positive attitude because if mom is happy, everyone's happy. And if mom is crabby, we know where that ends up and it's not (laughs) anywhere good. So like you said, getting if you need to get up a little bit earlier just to have some quiet time before all the chaos begins, do whatever you need to do to just get your attitude in the right place so you can be setting that example for your kids so they're going off to school not stressed, thinking, oh, oh mom's freaking out about something, but you know things are just calm and, and you're calm and cool and collected. And then another one that I... I I just think this is something we need to think about. Sometimes we think, oh, school's starting. I've got to go out and buy everything and get all the clothes and get all this stuff. You know, stores are open after Labor Day. It doesn't all just end the day school starts. And actually, you know, in many parts of the country, when school starts, it's still warm weather. Kids are still wearing shorts and T-shirts and things like that. So you don't have to buy their winter coat in August or September, you wait a couple months, all that stuff's on sale. And we, we forget that. We think we have to get it all now. And it's like, no, all that stuff's going to be on sale in a couple months. So don't feel like you have to get every single pencil and every single thing. You're going to find out as the, as the few early weeks go on just exactly what they need. And, and you hopefully won't end up spending money you don't need to spend. And then the last thing for moms, just make sure you're taking care of your physical needs. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, trying to eat as healthy a diet as you can, try to get some kind of daily exercise, even if it's just walking in your neighborhood. And most importantly, take that time to pray. Spend whatever time you can, if it's five minutes, if it's an hour and a half, whatever you get to spend that time in the word, to spend time with the Lord, that's what's gonna settle you You'll, the Lord will speak to you during those times. You'll get that scripture like Jamie was mentioning. That's such a great idea to have that. We always do that in January. Like, Lord, what's my word of the year? My thing? But I think for moms of kids in school, it's a great idea to seek out. What is it, Lord? What are you telling me this year for my family, for my children? I love that. And can I just add to what you said, Kate, especially for those of us who are homeschool moms, that idea of of really making sure that you're well-rested and, and you are prepared. I think often homeschool moms 
allow homeschooling to define them. And they let homeschooling sort of seep into every area of their life. And and oftentimes what that leads to is burnout. So if you are a homeschool mom, I just really encourage you to sort of set some very clear defined homeschooling hours to say, this is the time where I'm going to be the teacher. Not to say that learning should stop. We're, we're all lifelong learners and learning happens um, 24-7 if you let it. It can anyway. But if you, if you establish a really clear, this is when we're going to start homeschooling in our day, and this is when at least I, as the teacher, am going to be done with homeschooling. And for me, that's like 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock, my kids know they might still be in the midst of doing math because maybe they're just dragging their feet and it's taking them forever. But at 3 o'clock, I'm not a teacher anymore, and I'm just a mom, and that's okay. I think that that really allows me as a homeschool mom to not just be teacher, but to also be a mother and a wife and a child of the King and have my own interests. Yep. That's perfect. I tell my, my kids that all the time, I'm your teacher, but I'm also your mom. But if we don't differentiate that, they don't, they don't see it. They don't know it. Um, and we need that. And, um, okay. So my best advice for any back to school mom would be, I just had two things, um, be realistic and have a backup plan. That's what I would say. So if, if we have a backup plan for everything, you know, if lunch gets left at home and they leave their backpack at home, have a backup plan, have a backup person. I always love having that concept in my life, have a backup plan for just about everything. Um, which means sometimes you mean, I tell my kids, we're just going to run with it, which means I don't have a backup plan. Um, so, and that's my backup plan. <laughs> Sometimes things happen and there's no way to fix it. There's no way to make your child um, have what they need or be on time. And sometimes you just say, we're going to run with it and we're going to make the best of it. So um, honestly, I think we just need to give ourselves a little grace. But my, my second piece of advice for any back to school mom is this, is that small steps and decisions that you make as moms um, for your child heading back to school, um, they lead to big victories. So you may have a big list of expectations for yourself and for your child, things that you wanted to see happen in the first weeks of September. And um, you have to remember, we all have to remember that everything comes in small steps and small decisions. We're not going to have all the pencil sharpened and the rulers and the crayon box and the neat clothes and put them on the bus or sit them down at their desks and then have victory. Um, everything, everything it comes in small steps. That's why it's a school year. And so just remember that, you know, just kind of take some of those expectations off your kids and off yourself and, um, call it a victory at the end of the day, a day well done. Um, so we all need best tips for re-entry. Here we are, we're re-entering back to school. And um, I think we've covered a lot of that already, you know, just talking about some things to help us re-enter. Um, I would say just to ease in with grace. Um, you know, sometimes we just kind of want to rush in, get them back to school, get back to a routine. We're craving that. Um, and remember that every year is a learning curve and that this year is not going to be the same as last year. So your kids are going to learn new things, make new friends. You're going to learn new things. You're going to face new problems, new, um, new exciting things, but it's a learning curve, um, for all of us. So, um, 
I think sometimes when we're in the drop-off lane or when we're at mom pool groups or, um, you know, Bible studies, whatever it is we do with our free time, we're kind of looking around thinking, man, how come I didn't know that about sending my child back to school? Just look at it as a learning curve. You know, wow, that's an amazing piece of advice, or I'm going to try that, but maybe that's not for me. Um, just take what you need for your family and apply it little steps at a time. What do you girls have a best tip just for this re-entry mode? I think it's always important, no matter what school direction you're headed into, to allow yourself a soft launch and allow your kids the same. So if you're heading out the door to the public school or Christian school, a soft launch might look like maybe one or two weeks before the school year even starts, you're getting to bed at a school year time. You're getting up at a school year time. You're maybe um, practicing the packing of the backpack, especially if you have little ones who've never experienced it before. That can really alleviate a lot of fear that they might have of the unknown, that you help walk them through that morning routine and just practice with a soft launch. For those of us who homeschool, I think that can look um, many different ways. For me, I like to spread the first days of my kids out, meaning we don't have one first day. I have five kids and I need to ease into it just as much as they do. I kind of need a longer runway to ease into the school year to just get myself um, out of that summertime, you know, easier light schedule mentality. So I usually start with my youngest because obviously his academics are a lot lighter and easier. I start him on the Monday before our official school year will start, and he does his whole first day all by himself with me. And that makes for a pretty light day. Well, then the next day he gets the day off and my second oldest starts, and I do all of the first day things with him. And and on and on until finally by the last day of that week, it's my 11th grader and she's got a whole heavy load and it's a little bit harder for both of us. But by then, after we've practiced and after I've practiced five days of these um, easing into the academics by, by the following Monday, I'm kind of more amped up and ready to go. And it also allows me to celebrate each child and really make kind of a big fat deal out of each one of them starting their first day. I think it can look... Um, other ways too, I know of many moms who start the school year by having a week or two of academics in the morning and maybe a little bit of a lighter, more summertime looking schedule in the afternoon. Or maybe it just means you might start with just one or two core subjects for a few days, maybe just math and language, and you're doing that for several days. And then after a couple of days, you add in something else until after a few weeks, you're up to full throttle. So I think it's, it's always wise, no matter what school direction you're headed into, to allow yourself a soft launch. I love that, Jamie. That's great advice. And I think too that... Um... You know, it's good, I think, to chat with your kids before school starts just to find out where they're at. Maybe they're starting a brand new school. I mean, I remember going from fifth grade to sixth grade. We didn't call it middle school back then. It was still elementary school. I went to a whole new school. Nobody ever asked me, you know, what do you think? Are you scared? I was terrified, but I, I, I had nobody to talk about with it. I think my family just figured, you know, this is how big a deal can it be? But for me, it was a big deal. And I, I wish I'd been able to express this. Those fears. So I think sometimes, or maybe you're starting homeschooling for the first time and the kids are kind of 
freaking out a little bit about it or don't fully understand what it's going to look like. So I think it's, it's just important to find out any concerns or questions they may have, or they're going into a brand new grade, or they're moving from elementary to middle or middle to high school. That, they may have things on their mind that they have not shared with you yet, but I think it'd be good to just sit down and have that conversation. And then the, the only other thing I'd say is just know you're not going to do everything perfectly and that's okay. I mean, just stay close to the Lord. Let him guide you. No one does it perfectly. We're all going to make mistakes, but that's how we learn. But I don't think you're going to harm or ruin your kids if you make a mistake with the wrong math program. Or, you know, we just have to take some of that pressure off ourselves. Trust that the Lord will guide you. Don't be afraid to get advice from other moms that may be a little bit ahead of you. I think mentoring is, is wonderful. for We all need it. And especially if you've got school-aged children, get other moms that have been They've gone through those grades. What are they doing? What's working for them? And, and find out, you know, just get all, I, look, I'll take all the help I can get anytime. So I think it's a good thing for us to be open and willing to do that, not think we have all the answers because none of us do. Hey, Ben. Okay. You know, I was just sitting here thinking as we're talking about um, a lot of moms that may be listening and their kids are going back to, let's say, public school private school and, and maybe not homeschool. And I do want to kind of address that back to school fear over their safety and over their um, feeling like it's okay. I personally don't know that. And I just want to say that here on this podcast, but if you're the mom that is perhaps living in fear in today's culture and society, and you're sending your kids back to school and, um, you're not quite sure, you know, what to do with that fear. I would just encourage you to pick up some of the pieces of the things that we've talked about here that still can apply, whether it's praying with your children for your children, talking about the things that concern them, setting up a backup plan for them, um, going over social media and phone issues, those things that, um, you know, are ever present on your mind. And you just want someone to tell you it's going to be okay. These are some things that can be done. Um, these are really real things in our back to school culture that um, don't get discussed often because a lot of us are kind of floundering and what to do and how to handle them. And is there a right answer? And you know your children and you know your family, but I would just take it to the Lord first and find a group of moms in your area that are also encountering and facing some of the same issues and say, listen, what are you doing? Will you be a backup plan for me and my child? And can I ask you some questions and what do you do about this situation? Cause every school district is different and um, you know, these are real things. And I feel like we just, we really need to talk about them and have a conversation about them. When I taught kindergarten years ago, I've, I've taught many different grades, but I remember specifically teaching, well, maybe it was first grade actually that this happened. It was the very first day of school. And I was new to that school. So none of the parents knew me from Eve and slowly but surely, all these moms were bringing their little doe-eyed five- and six-year-olds to my class and finding their spot at the desk. And I had met several of them before at a picnic. But in comes this little boy and his mom, and she sat him down at his desk. And then she proceeded to go sit at the back at the reading table. And she sat there, and, and the bell rang, and it was time to start. And there she was, sitting there with a smile. And she sat back there. I think it was for a solid hour. Maybe it even uh, filled out into maybe two hours. But she sat there just smiling. And eventually, she saw that he was going to be okay. And she slipped out the door. 
as a teacher, I didn't mind that one bit. And I can't speak to all the teachers. Maybe, you know, you go to a school where that's not the protocol, but this mom just needed some extra reassurance that her little six-year-old in this brand new school with this brand new teacher was going to make it and be okay. And I thought that was wonderful that she was advocating not only for herself, but for him. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think that's good. And I think, I think as teachers and moms, you know, we all understand it's what's best for our kids. And as for us as moms, it's hard to release our kids back to school sometimes, all these new situations, um, which makes me think, you know, I'm sure, you know, Jamie, you, you said that you pray and ask the Lord for some verses every year um, and things, verses that are helpful to you at the start of the school year. Maybe there's also some areas and verses we can share with everyone listening that help us with maybe our calling to homeschool or anxiousness and starting and sending our kids to school or any prayers that we find ourselves praying over our kids right now as school's beginning. Um, I kind of go to Proverbs too every year. Um, you can read that. I'm not going to read the whole thing as we're recording here, but I just pray every year that the Lord will give me wisdom um, that he will open my eyes because I know that if we search for wisdom and I don't mean like wisdom as in academia knowledge, but wisdom from the Lord, uh, we see Proverbs two tells us to seek it like silver and gold. And I want my kids to know that whatever they learn in school or whatever they're learning from their peers, that the true wisdom from God surpasses all of that and will help them through any situation. So I myself also pray that. Um, for myself, it alleviates some of the anxiety that I have to do it all and I have to know it all and be prepared. So how about you girls? I just have one verse that I like to give my friends who do have kids heading out the door to maybe a public or a private school. And especially for those moms who are brand new at this and they have a kindergartner or maybe a first grader and they're fearful just with all of the unknowns and here they they're holding the hand of a little five or six-year-old who's also equally fearful of the unknowns. I just want to read you Isaiah 40, 11. And if you are one of those moms who are fearful, I hope that it can be a balm to you to know that God is with you and he is for you, but he's also with them as they go out your door. It reads, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. If you have young, he gently leads you, and he will gently lead you and them this school year. That's a great scripture, Jamie. I always kind of go to Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6. And seven, and I just love that. That when we, when we make it known to the Lord, when we tell Him our concerns and what we're worried about and what we're stressed out and anxious about, we let Him know that He already knows it anyway. But sometimes we just have to vent and get all that out. But that's when the peace comes, and that's what'll guard our heart and our mind. And if we're not feeling that peace, get some other folks, other moms that you know, Christian women that can pray for you and pray with you and help you because. It can be stressful depending on your situation with your children, what they're going through. Maybe they have learning disabilities or different things, or you're just concerned that they're not going to be strong enough to stand up to the peer pressure and it's causing you to be anxious. The last thing we want to be as moms is 
filled with anxiety for our children because we have to trust that God has them. So just get some, just get some other moms around you to pray with you and pray for you. You know, I like to tell myself this before we begin school every year is that I need to be and remind myself to be present over perfect and that God is present over what I attempt to make perfect. So every school year may not look the way we want it to. It may not be perfectly laid out. Um, You know, that first day of school outfit and the pictures and the school supply and the backpack that matches the lunchbox. And those are really fun things. Those are great traditions. And we should all be trying to make school fun and a great memory. I look back on my childhood memories and I never was aware that my parents were feeling anxious or working through things and trying to make it all work together. Um, And I think it's because they were present over any perfection. And so if we can encourage you with that, um, just to remember that God God is present for you and to be present for your children so they can come to you, they can talk to you, and um, that not every school is going to be the perfection that we want it to be. Um, we want to close by reminding you that although the school year is a mix of anticipation and release to the new growth that God has for our children and for us, we don't have to fear what God will do in all of our lives when we have his battle plan in place. We need to be prepared for the task and allow him to guide us with diligence and perseverance. We have partnered with Moms in Prayer this week to share an amazing, great resource with you to prepare and equip you in praying for and over your children as the school year begins. So be sure to check out the link at the bottom of our podcast at momtomompodcast.com and our resources. But most importantly, may we remember that God has a special plan for our children and for this school year. Let's remember 1 Peter 2.9 and pray that our children will do what is right. They will love mercy and walk humbly. Where is your motherhood in this season of release, preparing your kids for the next steps? We hope this episode has been as encouraging to you and your back to school steps as it has been to us, because we are all in this together. It is with you and for you that we pray this new school season is filled with wisdom and strength. So to close today, maybe grab a pen or make a note in your phone, wherever you are listening and jot down these verses as I read them to you. Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Maybe these verses will be encouraging to you as you send your kids back to school. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding from the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who laid hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. The one who finds wisdom, true wisdom for our children and for us as moms, leading our children this year closer to the Lord, and in the journey to knowing him more and where to find true wisdom for all the new things they will do and encounter this school year. So thank you for listening into our back to school episode. We have a lot of amazing resources at the end of each episode, but this one, especially we encourage you to go grab the free download from moms in prayer and um, give them a like on social media. We also encourage you to leave us a comment at mom to mom podcast or on our Instagram account. If you have one, go follow us there. We want to hear from you, what you're doing. So maybe some of your fun traditions as you head back to school. Thanks for listening.